Hello and welcome to Pride, uh, Pride of Feltham, uh, brought to you in association with NRG Marketing. Hello, um, this, week, uh, this week's episode is going to be on... <laughs> Sorry, the microphone's really... Hold on, I didn't check beforehand that the microphone was pointing downwards. <laughs> okay, should we start that again? Uh, nah, I, think, I think it's a little blooper, it'd be quite funny. Okay, let's leave it. <laughs> Okay, this week's episode is with James and Amy. Hey. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How have you been? I've been pretty good filling in applications for America, which is very exciting. How are they going? Yeah, there's loads of supplemental essays. It's ridiculous. Ah. But they're quite short, but it's just, yeah. Just more writing to put <laughs> yeah. on top of your grade levels. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, this week's episode is going to be on stereotypes, uh, what kind of stereotypes affect LGBT people, how we feel about them, cool stuff like that. Yeah. Do you want to go first, James? Mm, okay, I'm, I'm happy to go first. Okay, so I think we should start with sort of like the basics. Yes. Gay men. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, stereotypes of gay men, so obviously quite camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some like to wear makeup. Yeah, but like it's more of like you know people think that's quite a stereotype. They're all like made up. They're all, you know, quite you know quite camp. Yeah, uh, the voice is more feminine. Yeah, definitely. which you do see in quite a few like gay people. But you know, there's also a lot of gay people which don't. Yeah. So you know, like the people that are out and proud about it, I think people see them first, and the people they don't necessarily it's see as gay. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like people are more likely to ask someone with a really like feminine voice whether they're gay or not as opposed to someone with like a really gravelly deep voice who is just as likely to be gay they're less likely to talk about sexuality with them or something like that yeah but it's just yeah it's that's just quite an interesting thing yeah so uh, i was also sort of like fashion yeah fashion sense like in some like you know you know the stereotype is they're either wearing quite short clothing yeah like pastel colors yeah really colorful and that's not always the case <laughs> that really isn't always the case um there's also a couple of things which i've found online which were a bit interesting i didn't know whether to quite believe them or not but you know yeah wikipedia's you know yeah <laughs> uh, and that's uh, the use of recreational drugs so all, like all, all gay people use drugs obviously i do all the time yeah every, every wednesday yeah you know <laughs> can't can't get to school without you know <laughs> a bit of with, me through the day <laughs> i'd like to clarify i have not taken any recreational drugs <laughs> and you're i'm terrified too <laughs> oh but there's also one thing which i saw which was um uh, polyamorous love or like they frequently have sex with each other yeah i mean i don't know about that yeah i, I mean you know they, they, they exist like you know yeah. straight ones do yeah like every other you know sexuality and like you know every other sort of culture has in some place yeah but yeah i feel like with quite a lot of these stereotypes like some like a gay man might feel like they want to be, they want to put on like a camp mannerism they want to make, wear makeup because that's part of their identity and that's really important to them and yeah. they're not doing that because they're stereotypical they just do that because it makes them feel good like that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah definitely because like I was le- when I was researching the lesbian stereotypes, so many of them apply to me. <laughs> I'm a very stereotypical lesbian. <laughs> okay, go on. I mean, tell us about yeah. Tell us about it. Okay, not the first one, but 
some of the others. So one of the like when a very negative stereotype about lesbians is they like recruit or corrupt straight women. This also I think this also affects uh, gay men as well. There's like yeah. seen as like very predatory towards young boys and stuff. Yeah, like definitely. That. Like that was like I think it's quite an old style view now, yeah, yeah. but like it's still sometimes like in like modern day yeah but you sometimes see that in the fact that i think parents are very unwilling to kind of let their children see like uh, gay media or queer media is generally seen as like adult themed even if it's just like two men holding hands two women holding hands that's somehow seen as like sexual and should be kept away from children because it's like their relationship somehow predatory or somehow wrong yeah i think it's it's all a bit it's still all a little bit messy. Yeah, I think yeah. there's some things that need to be cleaned up. It's nowhere near as bad as it used to be. Yeah. But I think a few things do need to be sorted out. But, you know, that, they should sort out over time, hopefully. Okay. Uh, lesbians are all masculine, butch and hairy. Well, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm quite masculine and I don't know about butch because some people identify as butch some like lesbians and um sapphic people which are women who like women like they might be bisexual they might be um asexual but like homo homo romantic um okay. but it's just the sapphic's quite a good term for rather than saying all those th- like three or four things yeah but like um take the identity of butch like really seriously and I, I don't know about that like I dress quite butchly but I don't know if I'd say I'd identify as butch okay but like also the hairy stereotype yeah like I don't shave I think shaving you shouldn't have to shave women shouldn't have to shave you shouldn't be expected to shave yeah I mean like you know by all means yeah, <laughs> do what you want to do I mean I'd like there's this whole thing like men that are seen as like being oh they should be hairy and this that and the other I can't stand body hair at all I shave my arms, my legs, my back. Like, my face is the only way I can sort of, like, agree with. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that the facial hair is okay. That looks okay. (laughs) Everything else, it it just feels wrong. So I'm just like, nope, gone, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it should always be a choice. Like, um, there's there's an idea that it's somehow... Uh, that's been put around that it's somehow anti-feminist to shave, to save a body, especially as a woman. And I'm thinking, it's, it's the feminist idea is that you should have the choice you should be able to feel comfortable going somewhere and where you haven't shaved your legs and you should have feel comfortable going somewhere if you have like yeah you should choose where what feels best for you rather than it being dictated by someone else yeah exactly i agree 100 percent with that i think everything's contradicting itself like, you know, <laughs> it's like here's the choice actually no it's a bad thing to do it's like but you just said i had the choice <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> And also, it's kind of weird because, like, quite a lot of the lesbians seen on TV, they're more like femme or feminine. And then there's, and then the TV's like, oh yeah, we're we're subverting stereotypes. And in fact, I don't think you are. I think you're just ignoring butch lesbians, mm. which I think isn't great. Like, I feel like butch lesbians when they're on shown on screen, they're not shown as sympathetic. Like, they're shown as like quite ugly, and like their relationships with other women isn't fully explored in the same way that there seems to be a slight shift for feminine lesbians there seems to be a slight shift but i don't think that has happened in the same way for butch lesbians or more masculine lesbians Mm. but you know that'll change yeah i will see to it yeah definitely (laughs) so write it like you know write some stuff make it make a tv series (laughs) and i think the stereotype affects um any same-sex couple but there's the idea that there's a man and a woman in a relationship like one person's automatically very masculine and in charge, and one person's automatically very feminine and like submissive or domestic or whatever. Yeah. 
And I feel like that's kind of comes from the idea that, you know, you need like a man or a woman to make a relationship that there's no, there's no way that a relationship between two people mm. of the same gender that weren't, ma- one, one wasn't masculine, one wasn't, mas- uh, one wasn't masculine, one wasn't feminine, that couldn't work. Like there has to be that kind of masculinity and femininity and there doesn't really need to be. Yeah. Of course, it's just like, you know, like in a, any relationships, like a you do you scenario. It's like, <laughs> like with, um, with some people that act quite submissive in a relationship and there's always like, you know, it's, it's like almost like power in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, which like sort of role do you take? Like some people abide by this and, you know, like they do them and all that. But then there's some people like equally, yeah, you know what, we're, we're chill. Yeah. We're chill, we'll just, you know, just do whatever really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like, yeah, quite important that we just see that, you know, everything's okay. <laughs> just as long as everything is okay, you're not being, you know, oppressed or hurt at all. <laughs> yeah, if just... everything's consensual, then just, you know, you go ahead. You have you do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the times, but I think it happens in straight relationships where it's kind of assumed that the women will take on certain roles and the men will take on other roles. And I feel like if you're in a relationship, you need to discuss gender stereotypes. You need to make sure that you're, you're happy doing what you're whatever you're yeah and just dropped something there yeah sorry um you need to make sure that you're happy doing whatever you're doing in a relationship because you want to not because you feel like you should do because of your gender or not because you're trying to like make someone else do it because you think that that's what they should do based on their gender yeah let's take a look at my um my brother and his um his wife (laughs) um my brother yeah uh, he stays at home a he cooks, he does, like, he takes care of the kids at home yeah, and yeah. his wife, my, my sister-in-law, goes to work. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, which is like, you know, completely opposite the stereotype and it's quite nice. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus he loves doing it. He's, you yeah. know, he's, he's, yeah, he's a good dad. Yeah. Um, I, do you, I think also the lesbians, there's the idea that lesbians are like um, angry feminists, that they hate men. And it's <laughs> like, there's a great quote from Sandy Tox, which is like, lesbians don't hate men. We just don't want to exchange bodily fluids with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic quote. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> just want it on a mug, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be... Oh, do you know, like, I, I'm really considering that now. That's, about... <laughs> That's really in my head. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> How much do I have in the bank account? <laughs> Let's see what we can do. <laughs> oh, and it's just I, don't, I think the angry feminist comes, but I think anyone who talks about feminism and gets passionate about feminism, I think, is often labelled as angry. Mm. And I feel like that's a big problem because you can't talk about problems affecting you without seeing it as either if you get upset, you're like too emotional. If you get if you're passionate about it, you're too angry. And I feel like that's kind of a way of like trying to like, I don't know, like ignore feminist voice by saying that, like labeling them emotion, like trying to ignore them because they seem emotional, which yeah. is obviously damaging. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I'm I'm one of the most emotional people I think, <laughs> like, out of my friend group completely. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's human emotions. Yeah. Like it's the you know like we all have them, <laughs> and the people who hide them they end they end up a lot worse than the people who actually show them. Yeah, I feel like especially I don't know I don't know if it's just British society or just like there's this idea that you know if you show emotions 
that somehow makes you weaker. Yeah. And I mean, it especially affects men. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like it's also a pressure for women as well. Like, if you're arguing about something, you will have to remain incredibly calm and incredibly logical and incredibly, like, detached from the situation. Otherwise, you're just not taken seriously. I mean, if you do do that, then you win the argument. <laughs> now, yeah. You could just pick apart their argument completely, destroy them, which is brilliant. But yeah, sometimes you just can't help it. Sometimes emotions do come out. I mean, I think that's my go-to at the moment, because like, there's something that is said and I'm just like, ah, and then I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> like five minutes later, I'm like, I regret. Why? <laughs> oh. But yeah. Do you want to talk about stereotypes affecting trans people? Yeah, of course. Okay, so stereotypes affecting trans people. There's like because it's quite a recent thing, like the trans movement. Yeah, it's like trans people have been around for ages, but I think recently the the visibility around them's increased a lot. Yeah, definitely. So like, there's this like one thing which is like they go to the you know trans person will go to the extremes. in order to identify as the other gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it's not always the case. I mean, yeah. I'm saying the extremes is in going, like, completely stereotypical woman, completely yeah. stereotypical man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the scene in society at the time. So, um, let's say with a, a trans woman, uh, they will go and uh, get makeup, um, uh, like, get clothes and stuff like that. That's, like, sort of the stereotype. They'll have a, a gender reassignment surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not always the case. I mean, of course, some people go and think, okay, so in their like journey, yeah, they're like, all right, I'll wear the makeup, I'll wear the clothes, and then eventually they can lead to like you know, gender reassignment surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's over a, a quite a long period of time of discovery because it's whatever helps the dysphoria. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. helps you feel comfortable. And I feel like. I don't know, because again, I'm not transgender, so I can't like speak about that experience. But I guess there must be quite a, a lot of pressure to like pass and to try and act stereotypically feminine or stereotypically masculine, so no one questions your gender identity. Yeah, that definitely comes into it as well. It's 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 like walking down the street and then someone like you know calls you like let's say as you go, ah hey mate how are you doing and yeah. you're like no I am not a man <laughs> yeah, yeah. what is going on <laughs> why are you doing this to me it's like these little things and little triggers that can set like set the dysphoria off completely and then yeah, yeah. lead into a whole lot of different problems yeah so I think it's you know they go to the extremes in order to not have that problem yeah yeah yeah. Uh, sometimes this can make them feel uncomfortable, but you know, in in quite a few occasions, it makes them feel comfortable. Like making sure they completely immerse themselves within that gender. Yeah, yeah. And make them feel like they belong in that gender. Yeah. But then there are some people that like you know what, just use these pronouns with me. Um, they'll just you do small little changes. Yeah. And that kind of helps them out quite a bit. Yeah. So it's 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 different with a lot of different people. Um. Also, there's a the stereotype around trans men um, uh, are actually drag queens, but no. Trans men? Do, do you mean trans women? Like trans? Oh, like... it'd be trans men and women in this oh. case because you can get both drag queens for. Oh, okay, 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 cool. So yeah, so I, yeah, I, I wrote that down. And I was like, trans, I, this was all from Wikipedia, like trans men slash trans women. Drag queens, <laughs> that's why, but <laughs> sorry, I, my handwriting's terrible, so I can't read. My... <laughs> I can't read my own writing, but yeah, 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 both like being drag queens. So like, oh yeah, they're just you know dressing up as the opposite gender because they're you know drag queens or yeah. kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like 
because um, when we're talking about the historical episode, like I think the fact because the word transgender is relatively recent, like lots of transgender women used to self used to self identify as drag queens, yeah. and now they kind of there's a kind of shift towards the word transgender, and then drag queens describe something else, like um, people who dress up femininely as a performance. Whereas that was the only way that transgender women could express themselves beforehand, but now they have this like identity that they can kind of use, and they don't want to ID. Many of them don't want to ID as like drag queens. Yeah. So it's on that like journey of self discovery as well. Just like, hey, I started off doing this, but now I like I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable being this. I want to be this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, hats off to them. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Uh, Have I got any other any more notes? Oh, I think I do. So yeah, that's the actually no, that's the surgery one that I put. So yeah, all trans people get in surgery, but and always I, the case. I think there's sometimes the idea that's kind of yeah. Have you heard about the bathroom bill in North Carolina? No, I haven't. Please continue. <laughs> um, so it was like it didn't pass, luckily, but there was this bill that was trying to make sure that you had to use the bathroom that you were of the gender that you were assigned at birth. And there's like there are these very transphobic people, uh, Republicans, were trying to put forward the idea that trans women were actually men who were trying to like sneak into women's bathroom to like look at kids and it was like this really horrible predatory idea that um that trans trans people were trying to use bathrooms to kind of like sexually assault people ah okay when when about (laughs) was this recent actually yeah this was recently i think it was like 2017 2016 Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think because I feel like lots of people have this idea that like very transphobic people have this idea that trans people are dangerous, are predatory and they're sexually deviant in some way because they're not the kind of they're not uh, they have this idea that um, trans people are sexually deviant in some way and that causes a lot of anti mm. I think it's they're not. They're not. And they're not sexual predators. <laughs> I mean, you know, like no, I'm not making any generalisation. Like, actually, general, like generally, they're not sexual predators. Yeah, or it'll be the same rate of sexual f- predators as cis people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like as anyone, because you know, of course, there's going to be like you know, there's, like, sadly, there's going to be these sort of things, like you know, in society. Yeah. But they're all going to be the same rate, roughly. Roughly, come on, like you know, you can't just say yeah, these people are definitely, they're definitely like you know sexual predators yeah because equally the same like type of you know you're, the people you identify with yeah there's probably gonna be the same rate come on <laughs> and there was um have you heard of turfs i've heard of the term <laughs> i can't remember like it's like you know when it comes in your yeah, head yeah. you're just like turf or oh, that's so this is the idea of trans exclusionary radical yeah. feminism. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh yeah, I've read about this before and it hurts. Go on. Go on. So it's basically um some kind of a very bro- bad branch of feminism which I do not agree with has come up with the idea that trans women are pretend are men pretending to be women in order to gain access to m- to male spaces and no to female spaces and order to sexually assault women or to yeah. <sighs> and it's really annoying because all these like formerly really respected feminists like uh, Jermaine Greer wrote uh, which is annoying because it's a really good book called like The Female Eunuch about um, women's role in work and stuff and it's a really good book and now she's just kind of ruined it by coming up with this idea that that trans women shouldn't be allowed in female spaces in female only spaces and they should should be excluded from feminism and it's just like screw mm. you 
Yeah, it's like, why, why have you done this? <laughs> you were doing so well, so well, and you're just throwing it. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I give up. No. <laughs> oh. Are they Republicans as well? <laughs> no, the thing is, lots of them are very left-wing. Like, Really? Yeah, it's kind of this idea that it's from the left. It's like the left's version of transphobia is this kind of concern for feminism. Like, It kind of masquerades as this idea that you're protecting women from men by being transphobic. And it's just like... But the thing is, <sighs> trans women are putting themselves at danger, uh, in danger when they are openly trans. The risk of being openly trans increases your risk of being sexually assaulted, being physically assaulted. And so you're not going to do that just for fun. You're not going to think, you know, I'm just going to stick on a dress one day and pretend to be a woman just for the fun of it, just to try and assault people. Like mm. men who are cis, they they assault women just fine without dressing and wearing a dress. Yeah. Without identifying as female, you know. Yeah, like they, they, they just, you know, it's if you, like with the whole thing about assault is like, there's no like, I don't get it, I don't get it. It's so confusing. <laughs> I'm really taken back by this idea that trans people are like, mentally, you know, they want assault. Yeah. Who can't? Why? Why do people think this? They're just trying to get trans people. There's like, they're, what evidence do they have? They were just like, oh, it's just a hunch, a hunch. <laughs> what gave you the hunch? <laughs> just an idea, a thought, you know. Oh. But I think like the it comes from like in the media, like um, uh, people, like, either trans women or generally like men who dress cross dress are seen as somehow like creepy or predatory. Like um, in Silence of the Lambs, the main the evil guy, I can't remember his name. The evil guy uh, is a trans. Um, is a transvestite that's the term they use obviously it's a um, term we wouldn't use today more yeah. likely to use a uh, cross-dresser mm. but i think like there's quite a lot of a trend of having like the villain of a movie be kind of like be cross-dressing be somehow like and then that's how people as well that's what people associate with trans women because they don't see trans women mm. in in real life or in tv represented fully and properly Mm. And then that causes lots of problems. Yeah, I think with the the whole thing with like cross dressing and like like I'm, I I don't know whether to use the word the term cross dressing or transvestism because I've put it like down here. I'm like, which one do I use? <laughs> cross dressing is the safer bet, but the way I've put it in this, it's like like with, I'm going to just say it like transvestism may have like fetishistic oh yes yeah, like yeah. components yeah but like cross dressing doesn't necessarily. But oh I'm yeah, also, that is. But I'm also thinking it's kind of like I where I read that. Yeah, it was sort of contradictory because I've also seen like you know cross dressing and like can be that I don't know what you would call it if yeah. it's uh, fetish. I can't say the word fetishistic. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll just clarify what fetishistic. Fetish, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say either. So that word, a fetish, fetish is something a fetish. Fetistic behaviour is something that you do to gain sexual pleasure, so it might turn you on to dress as another gender, whereas I think cross-dressing, you're just doing it for... You're not doing it for sexual gratification, you're just doing it for fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, whatever... Like, at the end of the day, whatever floats your boat... Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's legal, whatever floats your boat. But, yeah. 
yeah, but you know, it's, it's, as long as like you know everyone's okay, then you know you do you. Yes, I'm going to. That was that was very sad. I yeah. feel like that was a lot more serious than I was thought it was going to be. Mm. Do you want? I'll talk about non-binary people now. Yeah. So just to clarify, non-binary people are people who don't identify as either male or female. Um, So there's this idea, because non-binary is is like trans people, non-binary people have only really become visible in mainstream society in the past few years, even though obviously they've existed for a long time, like however long humans have been alive, Mm. non-binary people have been there. Um, There's this idea that non-binary is a recent thing, but this is only... There are very few cultures around the world where there's they only acknowledges two genders. Like there's this idea that it's recently been made up in I don't know Europe or whatever. But I feel like European culture, there's this idea that there's only men and women. However, m- lots of cultures around the world have had non-binary people as part of their culture for millennia. So uh, Native Americans have this idea of two-spirit people, and like the Navajo, uh, which is a tribe within the native american tribe um they have an idea of four genders so male female a masculine female and a feminine male and like the um hydra of india these are people who are assigned male at birth but either identify as female or neither male as female neither male or female so i think is the idea that non-binary is a recent thing happens because in europe in european and north american culture we're just not used to the idea of gender being outside male or outside female in the but in fact from lots of countries around the world they recognize the fact that you know that not everyone fits within those two categories Mm. and yeah nepal recently um recognizes a third gender on passports so you can put there's an option that you can put neither male nor female on your passport that's brilliant yeah it's really cool and i think germany has as well nice so yeah, it's all good. We're just waiting for England to do it now. Have we, have we done it yet? <laughs> we... No, you can change your passport if you're trans, but I don't think there's an option if you're non-binary to put that you're neither male or female. Which just a little hint to uh, <laughs> loads of parties that are running in the next election. You know, <laughs> put that down. You might get my vote. <laughs> and unless it's conservative, I'm sorry. I'm so, uh, now it's pretty impolitical. No, we can't get this. You know, yeah. push politics out. <laughs> But it's also the idea that non-binary people are making up genders for attention. And I feel like, again, with the trans people, it, with what I talked about with trans people, like, you're not... it. It's going to take a lot of courage to come out as non-binary to tell people, maybe I don't want to use she, her pronouns, I want to use they, them pronouns. Yeah. That takes a lot of courage and no one's going to do that just because they want attention. Yeah. Also, like... With the whole thing, like, you know, with trans people or like anyone that's yeah. coming out thinking, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I am this. But they, 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 at one point, you can feel that you're really something. They, 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 you know, you're like, hey, let's say, let's say uh, I'm trans. Yeah, yeah. And you really you have that, you know, you think, you think, yeah, I'm trans. You identify as trans. But then later on, you're like, hang on, it's not quite me. Yeah, yeah. You can go back. Yeah. Don't worry. Just because you said something. And like, you know, I, I think it's the whole thing with people, they're thinking, oh, they've, they've gone back on it now. They're just seeking, seeking attention. It hasn't worked. It's like, yeah. no, it's a journey of self-discovery. <laughs> we had no idea, you know, we don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. Everyone's panicking at the moment. <laughs> and like, yeah, because I mean, I 
originally thought that I might be bisexual and then I kind of realized no I think lesbian works for me better and that doesn't mean that bisexual women don't exist because I'm not bisexual that just means that some people identify as bi before they realize that they're lesbian or they're gay Mm. and it doesn't make that bisexual people don't exist should we talk about bisexual people now I feel like that was quite a nice segue yeah very nice segue (laughs) onto that so would you like to go first or okay I feel like we should, because I feel like the stereotypes to do with bisexual men and bisexual women are quite different. And also, um, speaking to Bella Fenton, who was going to be on this podcast, but scheduling problems meant she wasn't. Um, she also gave me some stereotypes that she wanted to talk about. Um, so for stere- for women, there's this idea that um, bi women want um, are straight, but trying to seem more interesting. And again, this is the idea people don't make up, gen- they don't make up their gender identity or sexual identity just for fun like that's not gonna work like people don't do that and also the idea by women want threesomes like no no that's definitely not the case some people yes they do think yeah let's have a threesome but most people that are like why are you thinking this go away (laughs) oh my (laughs) and like if you know someone that's bisexual and you're in a relationship and you're in a heterosexual relationship don't automatically assume they want to sleep with you but it's yeah i, I think it's really weird that there's a lot of, like promiscuous like you know like views on this because like, you know they're like oh yeah bisexual people they're promiscuous not usually like some some of them are asexual yeah you could be like yeah yeah or like you know they're all like not very sexual at all so they're just like yeah okay one well, you know not a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever's, you know, whatever you want, I don't care. <laughs> I'll sleep with men and women, but only occasionally. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like the occasional drink you have. It's just like, hmm, have a glass of wine today? No, I'll have water now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's, there's definitely the idea for both bisexual men and women that they're seen as more promiscuous than the straight people or gay people. Mm. Yeah, there's a, there's also like a really weird there's indecision to whether like one is gay or straight. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like you know like this whole thing around bisexual people, but I can see like roughly where that could come into. Yeah, yeah. Like in terms of like bisexual people, because like you know some people are like yeah you know men, like men and women are equal. Yeah. But like I like <laughs> with me it's just like it's co- it's a constant war. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's back and forth. It's like, what am I feeling like today? Oh, no. Like, it's just like, you know, because it's completely different from yesterday. So yeah. then I'm just like, what's going to happen in life? Where am I going to go? What if this happens when I'm in a relationship? And it gets really confusing. It's just like, it's something you get used to over a while. Like, like you know, quite a period, you know, a period of time. Like, it gets easier. But it's just like, hmm, what is going on today? <laughs> So do you feel like sometimes you're really attracted to women and then later on, and you're not really attracted to men, but then like a week later it might be you're really attracted to men and you're not yep. really interested in women? Yep, yep, okay. exactly that. Oh, okay. It's it's. I think it's something to do with the media as well because I'll, I'll happily watch a Marvel film and I see Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and then it's immediately like, oh no, not again. <laughs> and then it's just like it's only men for about like three or four days and then something else will pop up in the media and I'm like, oh, she's cute. And then like, you know, it's women. <laughs> and it's like it's just like i don't know why it happens it's so annoying can i just be in the middle and just be like yeah it's fine <laughs> but no everything ah. oh. <laughs> oh but yeah I, I found out something that was uh quite interesting like you know um in 1972 david bowie came out as a uh, bisexual 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think he, I didn't know if he was bisexual or not. I didn't know if he was gay, bisexual. I did I had no idea. I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm guessing he's somewhere on the spectrum <laughs> of stereotypes, but you know. You know. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was quite he came out in um an interview and it's just like apparently stuff was harder in America than England because I think Europe and England were like we were a lot more accepting earlier than America. Yeah, I feel like America has that like very like evangelical Christian kind of right wing yeah church which is kind of inhibited like lgbt rights a lot more and i've and i feel like we're very lucky that we don't have that strong religious sentiment not strong religious like anti-lgbt sentiment in the uk yeah definitely we're very lucky to have that (laughs) i think it's getting even more so in america at the moment with the whole like thing with trump with their like just completely disregarding trans people yeah it's horrible it's just like Hold on a second. <laughs> What's the year? <laughs> it's 2018. <laughs> Not 1918. Where are we now? Come on. This is just, like, it's just weird. Like, what's happening? But the thing is, it makes no difference to Donald Trump. Like, if he, if trans people are allowed to, like, self-identify and are allowed to, like, change their birth certificate or whatever, it's going to make no difference to his life. It's not going to improve his life or make it worse. But if he does, if he, but he can, like, really cause a lot of pain to trans people without ha- that affecting him in any way shape or form yeah and i don't think he can he's ever he ever really considered what pain his actions are gonna cause yeah like i mean for a man who's used social media to he, get into the white house yeah he is a stupid man yes he really is i mean if you're gonna think about this in like a pro like, you know it's a bad way to think about it and rather cynical like a profitable way yeah you make it all, you know, you keep it legal, you promote the idea, and then make a reality show. <laughs> there we go. He already, like, he already planned certain stuff. Like, he was launching a network, I believe, before he became president. And when he found out he was actually president, he was like, oh, I can't launch this now. <laughs> well, looks like this is waiting. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you could, it's, there's so many good things that can come out of this. Or, yeah. you know, like, you know, better things than it is now. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> he's, he, yeah. I keep making political rants. I don't know if this is good or bad. <laughs> it's fine. I feel like, um, unfortunately, when you're talking about LGBT topics, it's difficult not to get political because so much of everyone's lives, that everyone who is LGBT's lives, are affected by politics directly. Like, whoever's in power, that's going to affect your happiness, your ability to marry, your ability to live as your prop- as your true gender identity. And that's really important. And like, you can't talk about issues without mentioning politics because politics is so tied up with that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I really like politics. Can be like okay at times. <laughs> when politics is happy, I like it. When politics <laughs> is sad, which is most of the time, <laughs> I don't like. It. No, and it's like it's very it's very difficult to be apolitical. I think because you have to. T- I think it's really important, even to t- try and talk about politics, to try and talk to people about why they have certain views about people, what's informed those views, and maybe try and get them to consider other opinions as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to talk about no. asexuality now? Uh, have, I, have I got anything on asexuality? I've got stuff on asexuality. Okay, you've got on <laughs> asexuality. <laughs> so asexuality, these um, are people that don't want to have sexual relationships with people um there's this idea that asexuality is a disease um which is untrue is this idea that you know it's not it's every human should want to have sex with someone 
asexuals are obviously lacking something so there's obviously a problem with them but loads that <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> so and i mean because i think there are certain conditions that like inhibit your sex drive and maybe if you have those you might want like oh i want to have sex but i can't have sex at the moment that's making me sad and fair enough you might not identify as asexual and you might see that as a problem and that's obviously fair enough but i think lots of asexual people who haven't really experienced sexual attraction they don't really want to Mm. and that's fine and also there's a difference between um sexual attraction and romantic attraction so for example you can be romantically attracted to someone and you can want to be in a relationship with them you can want to like kiss them hug them be with them but just not want to have sex with them and so lots of asexuals identify as like you might be um homo romantic so you're like interested in your own gender romantically but you just you're asexual so you don't want to like sleep with them mm. but lots of people but some people are arrow ace which sounds really cool it's short for aromantic asexual oh wow okay that, that's <laughs> that sounds actually uh, that's brilliant <laughs> and they're people that don't want romantic or sexual or sexual relationships with anyone they just want you know, good friends <laughs> yes and there's also this idea of queer platonic relationships, which is very cool. I just that, read about it this week. <laughs> that sounds brilliant as well. Like, this has got so much fun names. Like- <laughs> so this is where, so say you want to be, you don't want a romantic relationship with someone. So you're queer platonic with them, which means you're friends with them. But it's kind of friendship with commitment. So like, you'll live with them. You might raise children with them, but there's not a romantic relationship. Mm within that it's more that you're doing it as very strong friends and there's no feelings of sexual or romantic attraction okay so lots of uh, um aromantic asexual people might want to do that or they might want to live on their own they might want to be single and that's also fair enough fair enough that's you know that, that's the first time i've heard of it so it's brilliant <laughs> it doesn't sound all that bad if you go if you're just like yeah just don't like you know don't like you know don't like being in a relationship with people don't like sex hey how about you i, I want kids you want to raise kids <laughs> Yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. And yeah, I feel like reading about asexuality this week is kind of weird that, you know, there's kind of the stereotypes around them is often due to the fact that people just haven't heard pe- asexual people talking, haven't like seen asexual people in the media. So it's just kind of like they let their own ideas about human sexuality kind of inform them before they actually speak to asexual people. Like, for example, like most sexual people, most people who want romantic relationships, they wouldn't want their life to be without sex or romance. They'd see it as a really negative Mm. thing. But then for asexual people, that's fine. That's not an important part of their life. And they're absolutely fine without it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think in some cases I've I've heard, uh, I've, um, I've seen some relationships where like well, I've seen like only a few relationships where the asexual partner yeah is completely fine like you know they 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 don't like sex yeah but they see that their other partner does yeah 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 and they're like okay if it makes you happy yeah then like and I think that's incredibly sweet yeah it's just like you know what like you know because they, they 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 you know it's like we won't do it a lot but you know I'll do it like a few times you know yeah yeah like, on like you know rare occasions but you know it's one of those <laughs> things but yeah it's just like you know some like relationships like yeah you know they just you know we, we do it okay, not a lot because i don't really like it but i see it makes you happy and that makes me happy yeah yeah i mean some people asexual people are going to be like that and some people are just going to be like no i do not want to have sex in any situation i do not like sex and mm. that's that's perfectly valid as well 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, like, you know, do what you, you know, you do. Yeah, yeah. Also, I feel like this is completely unconnected to everything we talked about, but I've just found out about it. Really excited. There's this song that I've just discovered by Grace Petrie called um, Black Tie. And it talks about what it's like to be a butch lesbian, what it talks about to be gender non-conforming. And it's really amazing song. And it's really like cheerful and positive and happy. And it talks about like what it's like to be a butch lesbian. And it's amazing. And you should all go listen to it because it's really cool. Okay. (laughs) Where's my my phone? I'm going to put this in notes now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have a couple of notifications as well. Let's go notes. And yeah, Grace Petrie, I feel like I'm annoyed that I... I I'm annoyed that I didn't talk to her, talk about her in the music uh, podcast, but she writes a lot of songs. She's written an amazing song about homophobia, about homophobic leaders around the world, and that how if she was Storm from X Men, how she would like use her power of floods to kind of destroy them. <laughs> it's a really now I need to listen to her. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> she's really cool. Like she, there's this radio show called The Now Show. Um, which is like comedy pod, uh, comedy sketches about like political topics and stuff, and it also invites like political singers songwriters on, and she's one of them, and she's really cool. I, I need to listen to her now. <laughs> this, this is brilliant. <laughs> this is excellent. Wow. <laughs> so that's 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 in my uh, that's in my library now. I'll cool. listen to that later. Cool. I think it's straight after the podcast. Hopefully I'm just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> And she's also very vocal about um, LGBT rights, about lesbian rights and about welcoming trans people into like lesbian spaces and stuff like that. And anti-turf, which is always good. Yep. I like her. She <laughs> sounds like a nice person. <laughs> she's, she's amazing. I like, yeah, you know, yeah, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I'm just giving a little bit of a thing. I mean, like we've covered gay, lesbian, bisexual. That, that came out really with lesbian. <laughs> lesbian. Yeah, like we're gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, <laughs> cross dressers. Like, <laughs> some really posh English accent. Like, hey, another stereotype, you know. <laughs> like, what else is there? I don't know. I feel like if we covered the whole of the LGBT community, all the genders, it's like how many nows? Like. There's 70, no, 60, I don't know how many there is. Yeah, I feel like a lot of them, yeah, there's a lot of, like, with non-binary genders, there's lots of pe- things that people identify within that. And they might just identify as non-binary, but they might just di- identify as something very specific within that. Mm. And that's cool, and you should respect them, even if you haven't heard of it. You should always respect people, even if you haven't heard of their gender identity, if you haven't heard of the pronouns that they want to use. Just respect them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, like with like with everyone, like just like, you know, with pronouns like the the like, you know, use those instead. I mean, it's just like you know, I identify as like as male, but I'm like you know, I like the like the she like the ah um the, the her she pronouns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, like you know, in all fairness, they do sound cooler. <laughs> I mean, it's an extra word, but they just they sound nicer. <laughs> Don't know why, but they just do. You know. <laughs> So it's just like, you know, some people just, you know. Yeah. Like some people like that. Yeah. And yeah. should we wrap up now? Yeah, I think we should wrap up. That was, I think that was a good episode. Cool. I think that went really well. <laughs> We've covered quite a lot. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. See you soon. Yeah, see you next week. Oh, no, no, next time. Next bi-weekly. Oh, no. Fortnightly. <laughs> Fortnightly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, does that tie into 8-bit? And if it does, I just, ah. <laughs> okay.
Fortnite. No. Anyway. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Bye.